Romans chapter 6. We're going to look at what the Bible has to say this morning about resurrection power. As I've already said, the thing that makes Christianity unique is the fact that uh, we serve a risen Savior. Uh, the one who we follow is not dead and not in the grave. One of my uh, favorite, absolute favorite pictures that Dr. Pete Ruckman uh, drew years ago showed Jesus Christ in his resurrected body. And he was, he was traveling, actually floating, uh, through a graveyard. And there were headstones of all different religious leaders on the stones. And uh, it simply said, he is not here, he is risen. Uh, you know, why seek ye the living among the dead? I love that. Because we serve a risen Savior. That's what's unique about Christianity. So with that in mind, let's all stand together. You should be in Romans 6 by now, Romans chapter 6. If your neighbor does not have a Bible, please allow them to look on with you as we read the first four verses of Romans 6. Romans 6, 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Now back up just a little bit to Romans chapter 4. And in Romans chapter 4, look with me in verse 20, when it says he is speaking of Abraham, and it's talking about Abraham's faith and how that he believed in the promises of God. And it says in verse 20, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that, that what he had promised he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if... We believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses, that's his death, and was raised again for our justification. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we come before you this morning just so thankful and rejoicing over the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason why we are those of us that have trusted Christ as Savior are no longer in our sins is because of the resurrection. The reason why we have power in our lives is because of the resurrection. The reason why we have hope and we have faith is because of the resurrection. I am so thankful that Jesus died for our sins, but had there not been a resurrection, it would have all been for naught. But Lord, when, when you rose again from the dead, you gave not only victory over death, hell, sin, and the grave, uh, but Lord, you, you passed it on to us. And we're thankful, we're so thankful for the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. We ask your blessings upon this time together in your word as we take a look at what your word has to say about what power is in that resurrection. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said? 
Amen. You may be seated. The reason why we have power over sin, over death, over hell, over the grave is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Had the resurrection not taken place, then we would not have that power and then we would not have that victory. The reason why we have hope is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, he was raised, the Bible says, for our justification. If you look, if you look with me again in uh, Romans chapter 4 and verse 25 says, who was delivered for our offenses. That's talking about his death. He died for our sins. He died for our offenses. He died for our trespasses. But if that's all he did, it would not have been enough and it would not have been complete. But it says, and was raised again for our justification. The reason why a person can, to, can stand before God someday as if they never sinned. That's what justification means. In fact, I've heard it explained this way. Justified means just if I'd never sinned. Well, you have sinned, but Jesus Christ, through his blood, through his death, through his burial and his resurrection, he's given us justification over our sins, and we can now stand justified in, in, the, in the presence and in the sight of God. And uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 uh, says that, uh, in fact, that entire, entire cha uh, chapter has to do with the resurrection. It begins with Christ's resurrection, then it talks about our resurrection eventually because Christ was resurrected. And one of the things that it states is, it says that if, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, our faith would be in vain. If Christ didn't rise from the dead, then we'd still be in our sins. But our sins are forgiven and we're just before God because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, the resurrection uh, sets Christianity apart. It is what makes the Christian faith distinct. There is a problem, however. And the problem is that though the resurrection is, is uh, historically substantiated, uh, many people still don't and won't believe it. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says that when the resurrection took place, at one time there was 500 brethren at once that saw the resurrected Christ. They saw the Lord Jesus. They saw him in his resurrected body. Not, not 500 people over a period of time. 500 brethren at once. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Well, if every word's established in the mouth of two or three witnesses, then how about 500 at once? <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty much an established fact. And it is a historical fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Now, no matter how much evidence uh, is given, uh, some still won't believe. They come up with all kinds of theories. I can remember I was witnessing to a guy on the street one time. This is shortly after I'd, I was saved. And he had evidently just read a damnable book. It's a horrible book. It's called The Passover Plot. 
And what it does is it gives other theories as to, to why Christ supposedly rose from the dead. He really didn't rise from the dead. They, they, uh, uh, basically, he swooned on the cross, and then he, uh, he uh, revived again in the tomb because they put spices on him and so forth. Tell you what, I'd like to see you get crucified by Roman soldiers, get pierced in the side, and then come back. Okay, uh, nobody has ever done that before, and there's only one who has done that, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, because he's God. But, uh, you know, they'll come up with all kinds of theories as to why he didn't rise from the dead, but it is a, sub a substantiated fact that he did rise from the dead. There are some that are like Thomas, who say that, you know, if, 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 I, don't, uh, if I don't see him and I don't touch him, then I won't believe. And then when he did see uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, he told him he could touch him, and there's no indication that he ever did. He just simply fell to his, to, in front of him on his face and said, my Lord and my God. Um, but the truth of the matter is, you're never going to, not down here anyway, you're not going to see the risen Christ because he's not down here anymore. He's up there. And the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And... Uh, so you, you can't see Christ who is risen from the dead. But there is something that people can see. You know what they can see? They can see the power of the resurrection in a Christian's life. Because we have, the, we have access to that, to that resurrection power. But the resurrection, just like everything else, just like trusting Christ as Savior just like your daily walk with God, it's got to be personal. It's got to be personal. And, and Christ wants to give us that power of his resurrection in our daily lives. And that's what Romans 6 is all about. There's, there were two characteristics of Jesus Christ's resurrected body. Number one, it gave him a new appearance when uh, the two men walked with him on the road to Emmaus. They had no idea. They were men that had walked with Jesus before, but, but his resurrected body was different. His resurrected body was changed. And because of that, they did not recognize him. When Mary was at the tomb, uh, she did not recognize him. She thought that he was the gardener. Uh, the disciples later on, some of the other disciples, did not immediately recognize him. And so, so his resurrected body had a, had a new appearance. And then secondly, his resurrected body had power over his surroundings. Um, he, could, he could walk into rooms without, without opening the door. He'd walk through walls. He'd walk through, through, um, uh, through closed doors. Uh, he could appear instantly at places because of his resurrected body. Now, uh, resurrection power isn't going to let you walk through walls, okay? So don't get your hopes up. And uh, it's, it's not necessarily going to, going to uh, give you a new body yet. Someday you're going to have a new body if you've trusted Christ as Savior, because the Bible says when we're raised, we're, we're sown in a corruptible body, which is what we have today, and someday we'll be raised in an incorruptible body. But just as uh, there were two manifestations of resurrection power in the physical body of Jesus Christ, 
There are two manifestations of resurrection power in us as believers. Number one, you appear different. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, I remember now it's been, what, three years, I think, Nick. Wasn't it three years ago you got saved? And I remember uh, you, you got saved at the Beast Feast. You came that next morning to the church service. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think you came by yourself. Did you bring your, just by yourself that day? And then the next, the next week, I believe you brought your family, okay? And I didn't recognize him. I remember asking Grant Miller or somebody that was up here on the platform, who is that guy? He said, well, that's Nick. No, that's not Nick. And he, was, he looked different. He had gotten a haircut. He had, he had, he had uh, got cleaned up and, and just, he just looked different. You know, salvation does help your appearance. So if you're out there and you're lost and you're ugly, let me tell you. you <laughs> and some of us, it didn't help us at all. Hey, you know, what can I say? But, uh, but, the tr but the truth is, it does change your appearance. Uh, you smile more because you're saved, because of resurrection power. Uh, it, just, it just makes a difference in the appearance. And then secondly, uh, like Christ's body had power over its surroundings, we can have power over our surroundings. For instance, before you got saved, you had no power over sin. But now that you're saved because of resurrection power, you don't have to serve sin anymore. Sin no longer has dominion over you. And the reason why that is, according to Romans 6, is, is the fact that, that uh, uh, the power of the resurrection gives you victory over that sin. You can have victory over sin. You can have power over habits. You can have power in prayer that you never had before. Uh, before a person trusts Christ as Savior, they can't go before the boldly before the throne of grace. They have no right to do so. But once you trust Christ as Savior, your sins are forgiven, you become a child of God. The Bible says that we should come boldly under the throne of grace in order to find mercy and in order to find grace in time of need, whether it be our need or whether it be the need of someone else. And so the resurrection makes a difference, and the resurrection gives us power with God. The Apostle Paul, when he was on this earth, said in the book of Philippians, he told the Philippians, he said he had three desires. And there, there were three things that really, really drove him. Now remember, Paul, was, Paul had gotten saved on the Damascus Road. He used to be a Christian persecutor. And then after he got saved, he became a Christian who was persecuted. And uh, he, he lived for God. He had the, he had the power of, of, of Christ's resurrection was obvious and evident in his life. But there were three, three desires that he said that he had. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Now, the truth is, Paul already knew Jesus Christ uh, because he was saved. But what he was talking about was he's talking about getting to know him more intimately and being getting closer to God and knowing him more, that I may know him. And then he said the power of his resurrection. When you get to know Christ personally and you see him working in your life, you begin to experience that power. You see the power over sin. You see the power in prayer. And that's all possible because of the power of his resurrection. And then it talks about the fellowship of his sufferings. Uh, 
There is just something unique about, about, uh, about folks that have suffered together. And whenever we go through suffering, the, the Lord told us, he told, told his disciples this before he left, and he reiterates it other places in Scripture, that, that Christ will never, ever leave us, nor forsake us. He's always with us. And so when we go through suffering, because our Savior went through suffering, and, and suffered on that cross, was buried, and then got victory over that suffering through the resurrection, we too can, can have that fellowship with him, and we can experience that resurrection power even during times of suffering. Uh, if, it, if you're saved, you're saved uh, from the penalty of sin because of the resurrection. Uh, because of Christ dying for our sins, being buried, and rising again the third day, because of that resurrection, you don't have to stand before God in your sins. In fact, again, over in 1 Corinthians 15, it says, if there was no resurrection, then you'd still be in your sins. And of course, the implication is, is because of the resurrection, you are not in your sins if you have believed on Christ. You, 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 you are free from sin, and you are free from the penalty of sin. Uh, when a person trusts Christ as Savior and ask God to give them mercy and to save their soul and to forgive them of sins and give them eternal life. You don't have to worry from that day forward for all eternity. You don't have to worry about going to hell because hell is the penalty of sin and you won't experience that penalty because of the resurrection of Christ. Someday, someday, we, because of his resurrection, we'll be free from the presence of sin. Now, we're not now. Sin's all around us. You, if you're saved, there's one unfortunate thing that you still have. You still have a sin nature. And that sin nature will be with you until the day you die. But someday, either by rapture or by death, you will not only escape this earth, but you'll escape the presence of sin. Uh, there's, there's coming a day, if you're, if you're born again, if you're saved, there's coming a day when you will someday never have a uh, temptation tugging on your heart again. You'll never have an inclination to do anything wrong. But when, 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 when we're in heaven, uh, you know, when, when, when God takes us out of this place and we eventually get our new body, the Bible says that will will be free not only from sins from sins uh, 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 penalty but will also be free from the very presence of sin i think that's one of the best things outside of seeing jesus christ that's one of the best things about heaven is that you don't have sin to bother you anymore there's no temptation in heaven none zero there's no sin nature in heaven and i'm looking forward to that but there is something you have right now and you know what you have right now? You have power over sin because of the resurrection. Because Christ rose from the dead as individuals, we can, we can see victory over sin in our daily lives. And God wants to save us daily from sin's power. Before you got saved, you didn't have a choice. Sin was your master, you were its slave. 
But when you got saved, you got freed from that sin. Take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 6 again. And look down in verse, look down in verse uh, 4. It says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so uh, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now again, before salvation, you didn't have a choice. Sin was your master, but now it's not, it's not the case. Verse 7 says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Resurrection power allows us to walk in newness of life. You can't walk in newness of life without the power of, the, of his resurrection. God gives us that power to say no to sin. He gives us that, that power to have victory over sin and to do right. And if, if you are saved, you have the access, of that, uh, the access to that resurrection power. Now, the, according to Romans 6, there's, there's two basic keys to unleashing this power in your life and having that resurrection power. First thing's found down in verse 11. It says, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Reckon your, your old man to be dead. In other words, treat your old nature as you would treat a dead person. Uh, you don't cater to dead bodies. Uh, you don't listen to dead bodies. Uh, you don't obey dead bodies. Well, the Bible says that we are now dead to sin. And uh, uh, we, what we need to do is we need to take that old man and put him away and realize that we're no longer subject to that old nature. Uh, we need to bury it. We need to starve it. We need to reckon the fact that we are dead. If you're saved, it says that you don't have to give in to sin's power. Sin does not have the power over a saved person like it has over a lost person. Now, can a saved person still sin? <laughs> we are all testaments to the fact that that is true. We, we all do sin. Uh, just because you're saved doesn't mean that you've, you've lost the ability to sin. But sin has lost some power over you. And you don't have to obey it anymore because of the power of the resurrection. So the first thing that we need to do is to reckon ourselves to be dead and that sin no longer has the same power over us that it had before. And then secondly... It's just simply to yield ourselves to God. Look down in verse 13. And you know, so many times we talk about, and I know I do this, I talk about 1 Corinthians 15 being the resurrection chapter. And it really is the resurrection chapter when it comes to the, uh, stating the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. 
uh, in the first few verses. And then Paul goes in and talks about why the resurrection is so important. And then he talks about Christ's resurrection. He talks about the order of resurrection. And then he talks about our personal someday, our, our body being resurrected and being changed from a corruptible body to an incorruptible body. But really, there's two resurrection chapters in the scriptures. That's one of them. The other one is Romans chapter 6. Because Romans chapter 6 says, because of the power of the resurrection, sin doesn't have the power over our lives like it used to. And we don't have to yield ourselves to sin anymore. Now we can yield ourselves to righteousness. And we ought to yield our, our members to God. According to verse 13, says, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Um, it makes it very, very plain that we, we uh, uh, don't need to serve sin anymore. Now we have the opportunity to serve righteousness. And one of the ways you do that is by feeding that new nature and feeding that new man and, and uh, allowing those right desires to grow and taking those desires that fed sin before and allowing them to starve. Look down at verse 14. It says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. And so sin no longer has that dominion that it used to have, now you can choose. And the, the, the question we need to ask ourselves this morning is, is, uh, is our, are our lives a testimony of his resurrection? Do people, people are not going to see visibly the resurrected Christ. He is not here, he is risen from the dead. Uh, he, is, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. But people can see the resurrection in your life. People can see the resurrection in my life, and they can see it through that resurrection power. You know, it's a, it's a real tragedy when people have access to great power or have access to great resources and don't use it. As Christians, we have access to the power of God that we didn't have before. And we have that access to that power because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because of the one who lives in you, because you are now, you've gone from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, because uh, you've gone from being in your sins to now being in Christ, and, you know, over in Romans chapter 6, when it talks about the fact that we are in Christ, we were placed in Christ, uh, not through water baptism. In fact, that's not talking about water baptism at all. It's talking about the fact that when a person trusts Christ as Savior, you are placed into Jesus Christ. You are baptized into Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13 says, For by... Uh, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free. Well, in other verses of Scripture, the one body is Jesus Christ himself. And we are placed in Christ at salvation. 
Because we're placed in Christ as salvation, the Bible teaches very, very, very emphatically that we now have, have access to that resurrection power. And, and the question is, do people see that power in you? They see the power in you as you reckon yourself to be dead and as you, as you yield your members to righteousness. And you say no to sin because now you can. Now you have the power to do so. Now you have the power of prayer. Now you have Christ's power that's active on a day-by-day basis in your life. And, and uh, people can see Jesus Christ in us. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Now I've talked mostly about, about resurrection power in the life of a, of a believer. But if a person is not saved, they don't have that power. If a person is not saved, they've not yet been placed into Jesus Christ. They are still in their sins. You may be here this morning, and you're not absolutely positive that if you were to die, that you'd go to heaven. The resurrection is an important part, and it's important to believe in Christ's resurrection in order to be saved. In Romans chapter 10, look down in verses 9 and 10 with me, if you would. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says that you need to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus raised from the dead. Uh, The resurrection is something that needs to be believed on and trusted in in order for a person to be saved. And what that just simply means is is that you realize that you're a sinner and you realize that you're on your way to hell. You realize that you uh, cannot do anything yourself personally for your sins in order to get those sins forgiven. You know, I before I got saved, I thought, well, you know, if you're a good enough person, you're good will cancel out the bad. No, your good is there. You might do good things, but that doesn't get rid of the sin. You can't just have the sin balanced out by good stuff. You've got to have the sin eliminated. You've got to have the sin eradicated. You've got to have the sin completely washed away. You can't do that. I can't do that. Jesus Christ did it. And he did it when he died on the cross And then he rose again for our justification. In other words, we we can stand just before God and not be in our sins because those sins can be taken away. Those sins can be totally forgiven. Those sins can be be eliminated uh, in, in the sight of God because of the resurrection from the dead. And when a person... Trust Jesus Christ as Savior. They not only have their sins forgiven. And you know, that's, that's really what I focused on. When I got saved, I was, I, was, I was looking not to go to hell. 
I was looking to have my sins forgiven. I was looking to spend eternity with the Savior. But what I did not realize at the time, and I found out later as I read through my Bible and as I heard Bible preaching, I, 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 I discovered that as a saved person, I now have access to the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Because of resurrection power, we don't have to be subject or servants to sin. We can have victory over sin because of the resurrection. Let's bow our heads, heads bowed and eyes closed.